This is money line. This is money line. This is money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by Klein's Jewelry and My Bookie. Klein's Jewelry and My Bookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world! Welcome in to Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning. In studio with the statistician, my man. You can find him at Jordan PFX on Twitter. Josh Jordan. Hey, what's up, Jerry? How you doing, my man? I'm hyped. I hope you can hear it in my voice. The drafts are here. Ours is on Tuesday. It's the best time of the year. How about you behind the glass over there? My man Harrison. You can find him at Harrison the Prod on Twitter. What's up, man? I'm good, man. Y'all got me up early today, but never too early for a little fantasy talk, so I'm down. I like it. I like it. I'm talking about. All right, man. This is pretty exciting, right? We're getting close. We got real football games on Thursday. This is a... This is the final push. We're going to be talking about some real games. We'll get you guys ready for your drafts. Hey, Jerry and I had an interesting draft last night that we're going to talk about a little later in the show. We're actually going to do a little mock drafter in the show. And like Jerry said, Tuesday, we have the big event at St. Arnold's where we're going to have the, the draft for our, all our leagues with Moneyline. So it's going to be exciting. Everybody should come out, Jerry. Uh, I'm expecting a pretty big turnout. How about you? Huge turnout. St. Arnold's Brewery Beer Garden, 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Three leagues drafting at one time. It's going to be insane. I can't wait to meet all of you. Yeah, it's going to be great. We got the prizes sponsored by Klein, so special thanks out to Klein's for that. So it's going to be exciting. We were just like, maybe we'll get a listener league. No, we got three. <laughs> so uh, I thought Jerry was like a little out there, but no, we actually had to turn people away. Yeah, and still got three. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's only out of those 36, there's like three that haven't registered. So if you're out there and you're here uh, listening to us right now, register as soon as you can because uh, we wanted to get the draft orders out, but without everyone registering, I can't do that so at this point we'll just let it roll but we need them filled because uh if not there's a couple reserves waiting what do you think maybe like five o'clock today get in or you know we're gonna draw the line and we're gonna fill your spot with somebody else like jerry said we we want to get the draft order out there so people can start preparing and we do have other people that want in so i'll say like five o'clock today uh, get in there make sure your team is all set up uh we're gonna have to move on and fill it with somebody else so sorry to be that guy but hey i mean thursday the season starts so we got to do this It's rock and roll time. So a few things that we learned from the preseason towards the end. We don't put too much stock into the final preseason game, obviously, but injuries and things that are up in the air as far as who's going to be active week one or or not. So let's go around the NFL. Around the NFL. What's happening? All right. I wanted to introduce someone to you all. He's going to be our resident fantasy expert. As far as injuries, he's he. This is what he does. He gets a kick out of reading into these injuries and seeing how he can project that to the fantasy world. So I want to introduce my man Andrew Carlson to you. How's it going, man? 
What's up, Jerry? What's up, Josh? How y'all doing today? We're good. You guys might know Andrew. It's beautiful Andrew from uh, the morning show from the bench. So uh, Andrew knows his stuff. So we brought him in to talk some football with us today. And I need I need some of this information you got in your head because the big talk around the NFL right now is what's going to happen on opening night. And I wanted to ask you this before I place my bets on my bookie. Will Carson Wentz be in the lineup? There's not a chance he's in the lineup week one. And if I had to guess, there's not a chance he's in the lineup week two either. What what it's looking like for me is I wouldn't be shocked if he missed the first four weeks of the season, to be completely honest. What happened with his knee, uh, his knee injury happened later on in the season. And it's not just an ACL tear. So when you have that ACL tear, typically you've got your standard nine months of recovery. And then you look to be back on the path and back ready to go. He tore his ACL and his uh, LCL which just complicates things a whole lot. Once you tear a second ligament in the knee, it becomes significantly less stable, and there's just a whole lot of other issues you have to go through in your rehabilitation in order to get back to being on the field at 100%. And I understand the optimism that's around Carson Wentz. You know, he looks great Um, in some of these videos they've released. He's bombing the ball 65 yards down the field. But you have to understand, dude's got a really strong arm. He can do that without using his legs very much. You watch the videos more closely. You see that he's still favoring his healthy right knee. And he hasn't even been clear for contact yet in 11-on-11. Just taking in all the information, I wouldn't expect to see Wentz till at least week four if I'm being optimistic with everything. Wow. That's interesting, Josh. Yeah. And that. um, what about the same team, Alshon Jeffrey? It looks like it's a shoulder injury for him. I'm, I'm hearing he might be back maybe week three. What are you hearing? Uh, yeah, he looks to be right on track for week three. Uh, he passed his physical to get back to practicing uh, this past week. So everything, all the signs point towards him being available and ready to go week three. One of his other teammates, though, that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, it's not a surprise because Jay Ajayi has had injury issues with his knee throughout his career yeah but we hadn't really heard anything about it and then all of a sudden this past week he pops up with a mysterious lower body injury and he hasn't practiced for an entire week and right now it looks like he's going to be out of the lineup week one and this is always concerning with someone who's had a history of knee injuries like jay's had this was something we knew about him heading into when he was drafted uh, coming out of college it's the reason he dropped to the fifth round despite being a pro bowl level talent is because People said that he's got a bone-on-bone condition in his knee, which is, you know, it is the truth. He's got osteoarthritis, which is essentially when the meniscus and the cartilage in the knee start to disintegrate. So then you've got bones rubbing against each other in the knee. And that's, it it becomes an issue uh, later on in his career. And so we don't know if that is the specific issue. They haven't really released a whole lot of information. They've only just given it this ambiguous lower body injury uh, title. But as as at the moment, week one does not look likely, especially considering he hasn't practiced for an entire week. Man, you can't feel good about that. No, you, no, no. you know when you're drafting, and, and and Jay's going a little higher than than I was hoping he would. I'll pull up his ADP here in a second, but that kind of leads me to at least week one. You know they're playing the Falcons Thursday night. I'm thinking maybe Nelson Aguilar could be a a really nice value pick. I imagine he's got to be the main guy catching passes from Nick Foles with Alshon Jeffrey out. You know, maybe he's somebody you look at. Corey Clement, I guess he's going to kind of, you know, take the load off of uh, Ajayi for the first week. So, you know, maybe for daily, you know, you might be able to get those guys for a decent price. Of course, a lot of people will probably be on him because of that. So keep that in mind as well. But all right. I mean, here's their schedule to start off. They get the Falcons on that Thursday night. 
which, you know, it's not a terrifying matchup, but the Falcons are pretty good on defense. Then they got the Buccaneers, which I really like that. And then they had the Colts the following week. So, you know, if you're seeing those guys out for that little period of time, the, the schedule is actually pretty good. So you might be able to get away with playing some of those backups if, if you need somebody kind of dirt cheap to fill a flex spot or something like that over the first, you know, couple of weeks of the season. And Jay Ajayi right now is being drafted as the 23, uh, 23rd overall running back right around the ranges of Ingram, Henry, the Marshawn Lynch's and Carlos Hyde's of the world. So I don't know if you're in that position to get either Ajayi or Ingram, where would you go with it? Man, I'm going for the upside of Ingram. Yeah, and that's you what know. I'm thinking as well. I'm thinking the same thing. I believe you got him last night, or who? Or was I was I was targeting him. I've, I've got him in several drafts, but I, I did not get him last night. All right. So talking about knees and things of that nature, what's going on with the Patriots, Sony Michelle? Well, it's good that you said that, Jerry, because Sony Michelle and Jay Ajaya, they have very similar knee issues. Both of them coming out of college had the same bone-on-bone issue that everyone talks about, and it's sort of become a, a buzzword, so to speak, for uh, Michelle's knee. And in terms of short-term output, outlook for even this season, I'm not exceptionally worried about it. Long-term outlook, it's a whole different ballgame because there's just not a lot of history with guys lasting a long time in this league with these sort of conditions. But honestly, will he be ready for week one? He's, it's still up in the air on whether or not he's going to be ready for week one. But it looks like he's going to be ready definitely week two and looking forward towards the end of the season. I don't think as long as they monitor the issue closely, which there's no reason to suggest the Patriots medical, uh, medical staff won't do that. I've got no reason to think that this knee issue is going to be anything more than a pain management issue uh, going on throughout the season. And if you look at running backs that are drafted in the first round of the NFL draft, 80% of the running backs that are drafted in the first round end up being RB1s by the end of the season. And if if you're the Patriots and you take Sony Michelle in the first round, you have to think that they've got an absolute plan for him and they want to use him and utilize him and they've got an idea of what they're going to do with that. And you're only going to see that role increase as the season goes on. So I'm not worried about him at all. All right. Well, he's going about 72, according to Fantasy Pros, Sony Michelle right now. That's not bad value at all. If you just want to take a flyer on him, maybe, you know, coming on towards the middle of the end of the season. Rex Burkhead, on the other hand, is the other guy. He's a little banged up, too. But I'm hearing he's a little healthier than, than Michelle is, and he's more likely to play week one. And Burkhead's going at 70. Like I said, Michelle going at 72. I mean, compared to Ajayi, who's got a similar type injury, and what do we say? Where's Jay Ajayi going? I'm scrolling down. He's going about 38 overall. So if I'm going to take a, a flyer on a guy with a knee issue, I, I want to pay somewhere in the 70s, not somewhere in the 30s. Yeah, definitely. And while we're talking about these rookies, what's going on over there in Seattle with Rashad Penny? Uh, Rashad Penny, he had a broken finger. He got out of his cast this past Wednesday. He looks to be ready to go week one. It doesn't look like he's going to be the starter week one. But if you were high on him heading into the season, then the, this injury should do nothing to sway you from that uh, that opinion. It looks like he's going to be ready to go in, to start the season. And Pete Carroll kind of played that off from the beginning and said it wasn't going to be a big deal. He didn't need a cast or anything like that. So, you know, if that's true, then I just think it's their terrible offensive line that scares me off of them more than anything. And Chris Carson, he's he's decent, you know, but you don't take a guy in the first round, trade up for a guy, unless you're going to play him. And when we're talking about bad offensive lines, then we also got to talk about the elite ones, well, at least when they're healthy. So let's go talk about the Cowboys real quick before we get up on this break. And what's going on with Zach Martin and Travis Frederick? 
Well, Zach Martin, uh, he suffered a bone bruise earlier in the preseason, but he's supposed to be ready to go week one of the preseason. Now, with bone bruises, I, I've got experience with this personally. It's it's a painful injury. It's going to limit your mobility, and especially when you're an offensive lineman, I would expect to see his lateral mobility uh, tested for these first few weeks. But by the middle of the season, he should be 100% ready to go. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to see any issues there. Travis Frederick, I don't expect to see him play this season. Uh, he was diagnosed, like most people know, with uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, and that's an autoimmune disease where the body is essentially attacking its own nerves. With something like that, you're not going to rush a guy back out on the field. You want to ensure that he is 100% healthy. He's gotten everything cleared out, and he's ready to go. So I wouldn't expect to see him this season. But regardless of that, they're going to have four of their five starters on the line. That, that shouldn't affect any evaluation you have of Zeke whatsoever. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be fine. And that's kind of interesting. He fell a little bit in our draft last night. And I was I was hoping because I was at 10. And there was actually a chance where I thought he might be there, which is crazy, right, to get Zeke at 10. But he got sniped just a pick or two in front of me. So I think they're, you know, you took David Johnson over him, right? Yeah. yeah and Talk about what you were thinking, why, why you did that. More for the PPR purposes and, and to that thing. But as far as him dropping back so far, this is an overreaction if I've ever seen one. Zeke is going to get his and I listen back to some of our shows and you know try to hear about the way we try to make certain things sound and I kind of had the view that we were kind of dogging on him the first kind of show the first few shows and it's we're far from that like we've talked about it off air and what Zeke really means and by no means do we think that we're going to fade him overall every player has a price don't go into any of these drafts saying man I'm not drafting him no matter what whoever that player may be it's more about where he falls to you. I won't draft him at this price, but if he falls at to you at a at a at a value, how are you not going to take someone just because you made up your mind pre-draft? Don't make that mistake. Another mistake you shouldn't make is betting with the wrong people. Football season is here, so make the games a little, all right, let's be honest, a lot more interesting and you could do that with my bookie. Just remember, when when you're betting, it's just as important as who you're betting on as who you're betting with. My bookie, they pay out. My bookie is the online destination to get in on the action of any game. They're safe, reliable, and have been in business for years, and that's why I recommend them. When you win, you you get paid. They have in-game betting, live bets, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for us, fantasy guys, we can now bet our over-under fantasy points. So say we got a good read on a player and we know he's going off. Don't worry about the game lines. Don't worry about the over-unders. Just worry about the particular player and will he surpass what he is supposed to be getting. Right now, go on your computer or your mobile phone and Google MyBookie and get your account started. Right now, they'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar. That's right. You want 100 Put on 100 They give you an extra 100 How good is that? They're giving you money to beat them. You can't beat that. Use promo code RADIO to activate the offer. Just Google MyBookie, that's MyBookie, and don't forget to use the promo code RADIO when you create your account to claim this bonus. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookie. Get your respect in diamonds. I bought a plane, chain, roll it, then bought their fame. I think my back got scoliosis because I swerved. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Klein's Jewelry. Live from the Renterswarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. 
Welcome back to Moneyline. In the first segment, we touched a little bit on our listener fantasy football leagues. And we got into the injuries that might sway the lines in week one. But with drafts on the horizon, there's no better way to get in there than to get a live mock draft going. And we will do that live from studio today with five people drafting a 10-team draft. We'll each draft for two teams. And you'll get a better perspective on who will be available in certain spots and why these guys take them or took them. So I'm very excited about this segment. Yeah, man, this is going to be awesome. And uh, just to uh, clean up on the other side, uh, Jarek McKinnon, it looks like it's going to be a torn ACL. We heard he was injured, but we weren't sure exactly it was that bad. But it looks like it is the worst. So it looks like McKinnon, he's going to be out for the year. So just, guys, if you're drafting today, you know, don't take him in the third round. That That's going to be a mistake. So um, you might want to look for Breida. Maybe Alfred Morris might be the guy there. I think Brito would be the guy I would target first because Morris just doesn't catch a lot of passes, and that's the whole reason you want a Kyle Shanahan offense and running back is to get all those catches. So anyway, just uh, to be aware of that. So uh, we got a caller here. We got Michael on on hold. So why don't we go to Michael? He's got a fantasy question for us. Uh, hey, guys. Love the show. Thanks for taking my call. Thank uh, you. Got my draft tonight. I'm drafting in the sixth spot. And I think that I'll have my choice between Barkley, Kamara, and Brown. And in my league, you get a point per reception starting with the fourth catch in the game. Who would you guys go with out of those three? And then who should I look for on the way back? I'll hang up and listen. All right. I like Barkley personally. I'm feeding into the whole Pratt Shermer thing and with Kamara, you don't know what his volume will be. We know that they want to get him touches. We know that his yards per carry was astronomical. And we know that his touchdown rate was out of this world. But can he sustain that? Because in college, he was never a guy that got 20 carries. You know, he's just never been that. And last year, he was just fortunate to be in that situation to where they they felt it early. He was in a crowded backfield. And still, they were able to see what he really was, and they ended up pushing Adrian Peterson out of town for it. But when Ingram comes back, Ingram isn't just a handcuff or anything to that extent. He's going to get his, and we saw that last year. A lot of times, they were both putting up 20 pieces um, and, and being viable weapons on your team. So with that first pick, I'll take Barkley. What, what would you do on the way back? For me, it's all about getting one of those elite wide receivers. So I'm just hoping and praying that it, either Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, A.J. Green. I want one of those guys. As, you know, as long as I could start with like Barkley and one of those guys, to me, that's a great start to a team. I feel like I'm chasing receiver or running back if I go running back, running back, or if I go receiver, receiver. And it sounds like his scoring format, you don't get your PPR points until your guy gets his first four catches. I mean, that's... That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I was about to say that, too. I've you, never really done it like that. Yeah, so that, that's got to factor in. You know, Maybe you need a guy that consistently gets seven or eight balls a game to really take advantage of that scoring format. So, uh, But either way, you just want one of those elite wide receivers. You, you, you want to grab Adams is who I, I like the most out of that group. Uh, I, just, I think he's going to have a big year with Aaron Rodgers. And then uh, it's probably Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, A.J. Green in that order for me. I agree. I agree with everything you just said. All right, hope we helped you out there, Michael. 
Yeah, for sure. And if it was for the pick, um, hold. And anyone that's calling for that pick, the uh, pick that I'm advertising on on Twitter, hold after these calls, and the producer will get to you. But um, as for these, this draft, let's get it underway. We have our guy Hector Dos Santos in studio to help us with this. How's it going, Hector? Hey, uh, it's pretty good. How you doing? Good. And you have first pick, so... In the first, with the first pick of the 2018 Moneyline Draft, you select Todd Gurley, uh, LA Rams. Todd Gurley, and he seems to be the favorite pick of everyone this year going into these drafts. Um, it's a little, it's a little different than what we've been accustomed to with Bell usually getting that first pick with the amount of volume that he gets. But I love the pick, Gurley coming off those six receiving touchdowns, and the volume will be there. So I love it. Yeah, I'm with you. That's almost every draft you'll probably, you know, see Gurley go first. So you can't go wrong with that. I like the pick. With the second pick of the draft, we have Andrew. What was your thought process on this pick? Well, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty clear that almost everyone's draft board, they've got Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, 1-2 in some order. So I'm going with Le'Veon Bell uh, for the second pick. Yep, nothing wrong with that. I'm hearing rumors he's probably going to report maybe even like Tuesday. So I think he'll be back. It's going to be very similar to, to last year, I think. But be prepared. That first game back last year, they, they didn't use him a ton. They kind of eased him in. So just know that, you know, that maybe the first game or so, Bell won't get as many touches as he will as the season progresses. And it'll be a slow start. That's what generally – I mean, that's usually what happens. But with with him about to be run, get, getting ran out of town – you better be sure that they're going to get their money's worth at this last year and they're going to make sure he pays for it. So he'll have many, many, many touches this year. Yeah, I think it'll be like DeMarco Murray that last year with the Cowboys. He had a huge year because they just ran him into the ground. All right, the next pick at three, Harrison, who are you taking? I got my eyes on Antonio Brown here, guys. I want the receiver. I want all the catches. Nice. There you go. First receiver taken off the board, Antonio Brown. With the fourth pick, Josh, you're up. Hey, man, I, I was hoping this guy would fall to me last night. He didn't, so he did here, so I'm going to take him. I'm going to take Zeke, Zeke Elliott. I like it, and like I said, all this overreactions and things like that, I don't I don't read into it too much, and I like the pick, and I think at the end of the year, he'll be a top three guy. I think he's going to catch more passes this year, too, because, you know, Witten's gone, Dez is gone. I, I think he's going to catch more balls and, and have a bigger year than he had even two years ago. And here... I have to take David Johnson. If he goes back to that 2016 campaign, he, uh, he'll he be a top three guy. And honestly, I mean, I know that the offense is, isn't in particularly the best position, but when you are when you can catch and you can make yourself a three down back, it doesn't really take you off the field as much as, as guys that are just traditional runners. So give me David Johnson. There you go. Mark him off there. All right, so back up. It comes back to Harrison with your second team. Who are you taking on this team, Harrison? I think we uh, we skipped Hector there, didn't we? No, Hector went first. Okay, all right. Well, then, sure, I'll take Alvin Kamara. Kamara. Alvin Kamara comes off the board. We, we spoke about him a little bit, and we touched on how with the Ingram injury, what he should do in the first uh, in the first four weeks. What do you think, Josh? Man, I, I, lo- I love Kamara probably more than most of the people here. I, I'm really big on him this year. So 
I think he's going to be awesome. He's a great player. I'm not worried about the workload. I think he needs Mark Ingram to take a little of those carries off him to keep him fresh and to, to keep him who he is. So that doesn't scare me at all. I love the pick. Coming back to you, Josh, who do you pick with this team if you were into a uh, viewer to have the seventh overall pick? For me, I'm looking at two guys right here, and it's Leonard Fournette and it's Saquon Barkley. And for me, I'm going to go with the safety of Leonard Fournette. I took him last night in the draft as well. I just, if he led the league in rushing, would that surprise you at all this year? No, not at all. And we know that that defense will have him in favorable game scripts with the lead trying to keep the ball out of Bortles' hands so he doesn't uh, throw games away. I love it. I love it. And as long as he can stay healthy, look for him to be a top five back. Yep. Comes back around to me with the second team, and I will take Saquon Barkley. I uh, explained earlier a little bit how I think that his volume will be there. I think there's a certain... Feeling in the Giants locker room right now that they that that they they might be up to something that the future looks good with Odell Beckham getting that um, with that contract and Eli this being the last of Eli's years I think that the Giants know that they've wasted too much of his prime and I think this if, if ever this is the Giants we get to that we thought we would see maybe I think it was two years ago when they had a little bit of hype behind them. No, I'm with you. You can't go wrong with Barkley. He looks he looks like the real deal. Hector. Hector, with your second team, who are you getting? Uh, with my second team, I feel this guy's going to have a big year, Julio Jones. Julio Jones, the 1,400-yard guy with only a handful of touchdowns. I'm thinking he's going to be in for positive regression this year, and it's not like he doesn't get the end zone looks. He gets them. He's, he's a top-10 guy as far as end zone looks, but it's about him bringing them down. I like it. Yeah, no doubt. And I think next year he could be a top five pick if he blows up again this year. He's getting a little older, but man, he's awesome for the most part. So I think you're right, Jerry. I think he's going to be closer to, you know, at least six or seven touchdowns, right? He's not going to have one or two again. I think that's just an anomaly. Yeah, for sure. An important position is when you're drafting at that last spot in the first round and you know it comes back to you. So you have to capitalize because it's a long time before it comes back. Andrew, who did you take with the 10th spot? Uh, with the 10 spot for my second team, I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins. Was this a homer pick, or was this because you believe that he really does belong over Odell Beckham? Personally, for me, I like the durability uh, he provides over Odell Beckham. We've seen, while ODB puts up fantastic production, he doesn't always stay healthy over the course of a season. And I, DeAndre Hopkins, I know, at least I have a baseline of what he's going to provide. And to me, that security is really important over the course of a season. That brings us to the end of round one and to our break. So when we come back, we'll get back into the mock draft. We'll kill off another couple of rounds. And later on during the show, everyone's favorite, favorite segment, the Gal Media All-Stars. You're listening to Moneyline. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Let's take a quick moment to thank our proud sponsors at Sky Wonder Pyrotechnics. 
You have a special night coming up? Whether it's your wedding, a gender reveal, a surprise engagement, anniversary, retirement party, whatever it is you need. Call my man Nick over at Sky Wonder Pyrotechnics and throw a little magic in on that. These guys are the real deal. They've been doing major shows all across Texas, from Texarkana down to Brownsville, and we just so happen to be lucky that we have these guys in our own backyard here in Houston. Let them take care of your special night. You've seen them lighten up the skies in Galveston all summer long, and their motto, sky's the limit. Maybe you want to go all out next year in your fantasy football draft and you want to put some fireworks out for the people. Your wedding, you want to be a little extra? How about a little fireworks show for the people? That's what I like about Sky Wonder Pyrotechnics. They're here to make your night as special as it can be. The number is 281-393-2500. And don't forget to mention ESPN 97.5 or Moneyline to make sure that you're at the top of their priority list. One more time, that's 281-393-2500. Give my man Nick a call, and he'll make your night special as can be. All right, we are back on Moneyline. We're going to go into the second round of our mock draft. Uh, Pretty much some... You know, all the picks, nothing was all that surprising. I didn't think in the first round. It's pretty much what you would see in, in any one of your PPR drafts. So where are we now? We're at the first pick of the second round. Who's up? First pick of the sec- first pick of the second round, we have Andrew coming back off his uh, final pick of the first. All right, so with my first pick in that uh, last round for my second team, I picked up DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Stud receiver. So what I'm looking for, obviously, in this next round is a running back. So I've got so I'm not really chasing any position heading down later in the draft. So in order to do that, I'm going to pick up Dalvin Cook from Minnesota uh, with the uh, first round of first pick of the second round with my second team. Without that injury coming, where does Cook end up last year? Oh, man. Top seven, top eight, something like that. I mean, he was on fire with, you know, for the, the, the small sample size that we got. But, you know, he's a small dude. You know, he might wear down a little bit. So that's that's something to consider. But, man, he's good. And, you know, I've been following some of the reports in Minnesota, and they're saying he's quicker than he was before the injury. That's how good he looks. So uh, you, you got to like that pick right there. The only thing that scares me is that Latavius Murray surprisingly was serviceable. He wasn't terrible. No, not. And that's what's. I guess it's what have you done for me lately mentality in the NFL. And if that's what the case is here, then you better know that Minnesota knows that they have somebody that that can at least carry the load if in case another injury. And I hate to use that word so close to uh, to the kickoff. <laughs> no, I'm with you. He's kind of a plodding running back. You're, you're not going to be excited like, yeah, I'm starting Latavius Murray this week and telling your friends. But, you know, he can fall into the end zone. And, you know, if Dalvin Cook, you know, had to miss a little bit of time, I think he could step in, at least be decent for your fantasy team. Hector, your pick for your second team. Well, uh, for my second team, I have already drafted Julio Jones in the first round. Uh, since Andrew picked uh, Dalvin Cook, I think I might take the entire 15 minutes to choose. But since <laughs> we don't have that, uh, I'm just going to go with Kareem Hunt. There you go. Man, I like Kareem Hunt. I'm, I think he's going to be really good. He led the league in rushing last year. I don't know if he'll do that again, but... I mean, when has Andy Reid not had a good fantasy running back? You know, all the way back to Brian Westbrook and Shady McCoy and Kareem Hunt, Jamal Charles. That offense produces quality running backs that catch a lot of passes. I think that's a good pick right there. Yeah, I agree with that pick as well. Those uh, 1,300 rush yards, he was the third overall running back. And that was with having sketchy games because he was hot for a while. We saw him come out. The hype got real on him. And then it was towards that middle of the year that you saw him kind of peak, and it was just kind of blah games, just 
Wow. But I think it was more or less uh, the fact that you got accustomed to him throwing up those 20-point games and you got spoiled. Let's call it being spoiled. He, he, I mean, we got spoiled and we knew that he was going to throw up points no matter what and hopefully he comes back to that. But Spencer Ware coming back does kind of put a cap to his ceiling because at the end of the day, Spencer Ware is a good goal line back and he runs on those uh, short type carries yeah he, he might steal a few touchdowns from you but i'm not i'm not too worried i think with hunt maybe he hit like a rookie wall a little bit last year and you know it andy went away from him just a little bit and then he finished strong so i think you're good with kareem hunt you gotta like that coming back to me with this team i chose barkley and the next available guy they say uh, as far as adp would be od Eldell beckham jr but i refuse to put my number one and two picks into one team it's not a bad idea some people do it i'm not against it all the way but in this certain instance i'd rather go by drop down a little bit and get me another big running back which is melvin gordon and i think melvin gordon does a lot this year there's a lot of hype behind san diego and for them to be successful that run game's got to have success and melvin gordon's an all-around back you really can't get him off the field uh he's around for three downs and at this point if you have barkley and gordon i think you're just fine all right, then I think uh, the next pick is to me. And, Andrew, is this for Team 1 or Team 2 here for me? Is this for Team 2 for me? So I took Leonard Fournette with my first pick here. And, I mean, Odell Beckham's on the board. So that, that's <laughs> uh, that's easy for me. I, I'm going to take Beckham. And I get why Jerry didn't because then you, you have two Giants on your team. And, you know, if you have – you want to spread your points out if you can. So uh, it works out for me. Fournette and Odell Beckham, that's a hell of a way to start a draft right there. Wow, that sounds strong. Harrison, with your pick for your second team, who do you choose here? Well, predictably, OBJ just got stolen from me. I was kind of hoping that my luck would last there, but it did not. So this is for my second team. I got Alvin Kamara holding down the running back spot, so I'm going to take Michael Thomas out of New Orleans. Nice. Just stack my receiver a little bit, try to achieve some sort of balance with this squad. And the hype is real in New Orleans right now. There's, I mean, we've uh, talked about it plenty of times on this show. We think this might be their year, and... Although that Breeze didn't throw up those spectacular numbers that we're accustomed to, again, positive regression plays fact. It's a it's a law of average, and if he gets back towards anything towards those 35, 40 touchdown years, then someone's going to be getting those balls. Oh, no doubt about it. I love Michael Thomas. Uh, he's a guy where, in my keeper league, I had Devontae Adams and I had Michael Thomas, and I had to choose one of the two. And because I already had Kamara, I kept Devonte Adams instead kind of like Jerry didn't want to have two Giants so I think those guys are really close but I think Michael Thomas if he's healthy he's going to catch 100 balls this year yeah real quick to that point I kind of do appreciate stacking players from the same teams because you get you get if the, if the team has a great game then Drew Brees is flinging the ball around then you don't know how many points he's going to rack up for his receivers and his running back so I love it and I agree like, like I said I'm not totally against it it was just in the 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 position I was in but as to Harrison's point, if that offense goes off and you're talking about the Saints, it's not like you're just uh, guessing for or hoping for on a Sunday. that uh, That's a reliable offense. The play calling's great. And that division sees a lot of high-scoring games. Whenever they play each other, the, the Tampa Bay games, the Atlanta games, those games always have those 48, 50-point totals. So expect points. And half their games are inside, right? So that's nice that you know that half their games, the weather's going to be great for Drew Brees. So it comes back to me with my first team, and on that team I had uh, Johnson. Now, being a PPR, being the day and age we live in now with these catching running backs, 
I think a backfield with David Johnson and Christian McCaffrey catching out of the backfield is lethal. I mean, those guys, who else catches more other than Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield other than those two guys? It's tough to beat that. And I think if you got those two guys in a PPR format, you're, you're in prime position. No doubt about it. I, I'm really liking Christian McCaffrey. He's flying up my draft boards this year. It looks like they're going to use him. So that, that's, that's been the only deal with him. He just needed touches, and I think he's going to get him this year. Now, when we say touches, they, they try to throw out that 20 or 25 range number, but, and uh, we're not going to go ahead and believe that because that, that'll put him up there with the Le'Veon Bells, and he's not built for that. But when we were scared about him getting touchdowns vultured by C.J. Anderson, we, we got a positive sign from the preseason as far as that because inside the 10, whenever the ones were running, McCaffrey saw all four carries, and that's what I like to see. That's big. That's why you watch the preseason, right? Just for those little things that, hey, maybe he is the guy around the goal line. And that's huge for him because you know the yards and the catches are going to be good. It's just about touchdowns. I think he could kind of have like a a Camara kind of breakout this year. And, yeah, you've mentioned that before. And ever since you said that, it kind of stuck to my head. It makes all the sense in the world. Someone's got to be that breakout guy. And people put a cap on McCaffrey for what he is because he's not the in-between-the-tackles runner. But if he can – Sharpen up his game, anything. I mean, he was the 16th overall in, in standard scoring. If he could just sharpen that up and get five to six more carries, you're talking about a top 10 back. And I'll take him right here to couple him with uh, Johnson. No, I, I'm with you. And I think it's a great pick, which leads me to my second pick for Team 1. For Team 1, I took Zeke Elliott with my first pick. And uh, here's the guys I'm looking at. I, I want a receiver here. There's there's not a running back I'm really excited about in the second round. So it's either between Keenan Allen, A.J. Green, and Devontae Adams. I stand by <laughs> the guys I like, and I'm going to take Devontae Adams right here. You, you, uh, you had Adams last night, correct? Yeah, I, I did. Every time I see him, I think about you now because yep. I know you've had him pinned on your, on your radar, and he keeps surprisingly falling to you in all these drafts. It's like people want – the flash, the shine of all these other players, the Julios, the Hopkins, the, the Beckhams, the Allens, the, even Green because he's shown in, in past years that he is that. But when you want security, what else? Man, it, he's got Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. If he's anything close to that connection that he had with Jordy Nelson for several years, I mean, Jordy was like the number two fantasy receiver for like three or four years straight. He was awesome. So I'm hoping that that happens with Adams. He's had, a, you know, speaking of preseason, he's, he had some really nice catches in the preseason, some deep balls, and he's, he's hard to bring down. Uh, he's good with the ball in his hands. He can make some guys miss. So uh, I'm firing on Adams every chance he is on the board. To round out this second round quickly here, Harrison, what's your second pick for that first team? All right, so on that first team, I got Antonio Brown sitting there. Now, forgive me, I was pushing some buttons over here, so forgive me if I missed a pick or two here. But uh, So I got, I got Antonio Brown. Like I said, I'm looking for a running back. There's not a lot available left. You guys have kind of cleared the board on that. So I'm going to wait on my second running back a little bit, and I'm going to take a guy I've had for a couple years, unless he's already taken it. I missed it. I'm going to take Keenan Allen, a guy I really like, and I think the, uh, I think the Chargers are going to have a good year. Hopefully, Phillip Rivers doesn't throw too many picks his way. Yep, I love that pick. I, I think that there's anybody I was guessing who would have the most catches in the league outside of maybe Antonio Brown. Keenan Allen would be that dude. Uh, yeah, he's going to get those 135 targets. I mean, yep. that, that's what he's there for. The red zone looks will be there with, well, we did get some Hunter Henry, I guess we'll call it news today. We'll get to that a little bit later. But 
Mike Williams there. Gates is, I don't know even know if he'll be playing this year. And Keenan Allen is that guy. He can line up in the slot. He can line up outside. And I'm, I, I'm all on the Keenan Allen train this year. Yep, great pick. Andrew, what, what are you doing with that uh, second or your first team with the second pick? Uh, this is the team I took Le'Veon Bell with the first uh, my, with my first pick, so I'm going to go with AJ Green uh, to basically round out the second round. Old school AJ Green, you can't go wrong with him as long as the Red Rockets out there slinging the thing, right? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and that's probably the last of the elite group of wide receivers that just went there. So I'm sure Andrew is probably happy AJ Green was still sitting there. Yeah, because the drop off from here, if you look at it, it goes down to those guys that are real touchdown dependent, like the Mike Evans and yep. and then Larry, which. You know what you're going to get with him, but it's not it's not going to be more than what you buy. You're not getting some some extra deal at the register. It's what you paid for. Hector, kill off this round. All right, with uh, my first team, I chose Todd Gurley. Um, and as you guys are saying, there's not really a lot of uh, wide receivers to choose from. I'm going to take a different round and choose Rob Gronkowski. There you, go. there you go. He's the biggest tight end, the best tight end, and the first one that gets taken off of most boards. You really can't go wrong with him when somebody says Gronk. You might get that look in the crowd like, huh? But then that's usually from the guys that were waiting on him. So yep. Gronk's there. Everything in New England looks a little shady right now. But when you when Tom looks up out of that huddle, he's going to see Gronk, and that's who he trusts. And when that's all you want, some of that, that uh, Brady can trust. Yeah, no doubt about it. You got to like Gronk right there. And uh, I think we're uh, up against a break. Yeah, so we that- will uh, be right back on Moneyline. On ESPN 97.5. That's just all he know. He don't know nothing else. I tried to show him. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. You know what that song means. It's time to talk money. This week, not so much a lesson. I'm honored to bring these two guys on. You know, when you show up to a fight, they say, man, who do you, you know, who, who's got your back? When I show up to fight bookies, these guys got my back. These are the guys that I roll with. And I wanted to bring them on the air and let them give you their perspective because... I can give you mine. Josh can give you his. We could read all these things, but the more perspectives you get from people that are in there week in, week out, trying to get the bread, trying to trying to win on angles, these are the guys you want to hear from. And I've spoken a lot about DFS and how to beat these big fields a lot lately. But what better way to do it than to get, the, get it from a guy that's actually won one of these big fields? So you can find their work at Gambling Podcast on Twitter. Let me introduce the world to Sean Green, Stacking the Money, and Ryan Kramer. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up? Uh, thanks a lot for having us on, Jerry. Appreciate it. Yes, right. cheers, man. Happy Sunday. Hey, yeah, this is uh, the last Sunday without some football, so let's, uh, I guess we'll say enjoy it, but I don't even know if that's it because we're so anxious to get it in. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. It's uh, The countdown is on. Only four days till the NFL kicks off. And yeah, man, couldn't be more excited. So let's talk. Let's get in here and talk about this DFS win of yours, Sean. Tell people a little bit about what you went through last year and what you experienced uh, on your way to cash in $200,000. You heard that right. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so 
Let's see. I uh, entered in the Millionaire Maker, you know, the $20 buy-in that uh, DraftKings has. And, yeah, I mean, it was pretty crazy because, you know, being on the West Coast, so the early games are a 10 a.m. kick. And then I'm watching, uh, you know, watching the, watching the games go along, and I'm slowly, like, climbing up the charts. Uh, but I had all my guys going in the 10 a.m. game. Now, this contest in particular, they even had the night game scheduled as well. So uh, I ended up, when the Eagles returned a, uh, a fumble for a, a touchdown, that was kind of my last thing I needed to push me into first place. So I was in first place, scheduled to make a million dollars for about a good three to four hours. Mm. And then Scott Tolzine, for his second pick six, cost me 800 grand. Knocked me down to two hundred thousand, and then I listen. I'm I'm pretty fortunate because I don't know if you guys remember that that opening night game was between the uh, Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. So it seemed like there was a chance Odell Beckham was going to play. Uh, you know, they ran some tests. The guy's soft, so he didn't end up playing that opening night, and I think that really helped me as well because no one was able to knock me out of that uh, second place spot. So yeah, cashed uh, two hundred grand last year, millionaire maker. Wow. So what kind of thoughts and research goes into constructing one of these low-owned lineups that are considered contrarian? Did you construct that lineup knowing, hey, there's a chance that Beckham won't play, and if I fade that and I get lucky, then I'll be in a good position? Or what, what is it? what's the thoughts behind it? Do you just go up there and just fade the public? Uh, what exactly? Well, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, it's a mix. In these, in these uh, millionaire makers, you – you have to have some. Uh, you have to have a couple of the studs that, like, one of the stud guys I had was Antonio Brown. Like the guy, he was the number one receiver. You paid the most, but you also got. I think he gave me like twenty six points. Then you have to have the low percentage ownership guys. You have to have a couple of those, and they have to do really well. For me, the week one guys that I had were really low percentage. Were, uh, I mean, one in particular was Tariq Cohen. Now, I had read a bunch of, like, local stuff online from Bears reporters saying that they were going to use Tariq Cohen as a receiver and he was going to be heavily involved in the passing game. So I slid him in, and he was only owned by, like, 0.1% of people, and he was a guy that you got drafted for, like, $3,000. Ended up getting me, like, 24 points. So that's, you know, picks like that are really the difference maker. You have to get lucky with uh, maybe a defensive touchdown. And then I always, I always like doing the QB stack. And in this case, I did it. Uh, Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. Wentz had a great game, uh, week one. He was, you know, this was before the rest of the league knew he was an MVP candidate. And so his price was pretty low. And Zach Ertz, his price for a tight end was only like 3,600, which was extremely low. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at week one already and, uh, you know, as far as like a QB tight end combo, I'm kind of intrigued by Andrew Luck and Jack Doyle because Jack Doyle is at a similar price point of like 3600 Eric Ebron caught a touchdown in the uh, preseason, so maybe that's what people think uh, could be the number one tight end. But I, I still think it'll be Jack Doyle, and I think he can get a bunch of targets. We're on the phone with the host of the Sports Gambling Podcast, Sean Green, Ryan Kramer. You can find them at Gambling Podcast. I have a question for you, Ryan. Most of these drafts, when you got that six, seven, eight pick, and it comes down to Kamara or Barkley, I know you have a lot of insight on the Giants. What's the thoughts of going into the season on Barkley, and what do you think about uh, Beckham's contract? 
I mean, I think first of all, that that's that's definitely a spot in the draft I don't want to end up because you end up, especially if you're in PPR, you end up making that decision: Do I want to snap up Antonio Brown and have to figure out running back later, or do I grab one of the guys who I think? And I think you named it basically: Kamar and Barkley. Probably, maybe you can throw Fournette, Melvin, and Cook in there. The guys who have the opportunity to touch the ball over 300 times, there aren't that many. So there is a commodity there. And for me, I mean, I'm not super high on Kamara. I'm sure, you know, if you do any sort of research in fantasy, everyone knows that Kamara had one of the most uh, efficient years ever as a running back. So you got to expect regression there. Uh, You also have to be worried about Sean Payton coming out and saying, we're not going to make him the workhorse uh, in the first four weeks when Ingram's out. So for me... also, full, full disclosure, I'm a Giants fan, so uh, I would probably go uh, Barkley over Kamara in that spot. But I, I honestly, like, I've, I've kind of, I'm in, also in that boat where, like, why not just take Antonio Brown? Sometimes you just got to take the point. So, uh, but specifically, I mean, back to the Giants fandom, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine being bullish on, on both Beckham and Barkley this year. And, and as far as the 